0: Welcome to the Strengthening Families and Communities Forum. I'm the co-host, uh, Richard Urban. My wife, Stacey, we'll introduce her in a second. And I do want to welcome up uh, Father Bio-Adrian. He's going to uh, give an opening uh, song and a prayer. So welcome up.
1: Thank you, Brother Richard Urban. Thank you so much for this privileged opportunity to open up this most important Conference on strengthening families and community yes um there's a sweet spirit i feel in this place and i know it is the presence of the strengthening power of our creator amen so i'm just going to sing one verse and then we'll open up we're already in prayer wherever two or more come together again the presence of god is with us amen First, I greet you with namaste, namaste, which means the Jesus in me, the God in me, the love of God in me, the Holy Spirit in me recognizes the same God in you, the same Holy Spirit in you. So that's why there's a sweet spirit in this place. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place in this place, and I know that it's the presence of the Lord, of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face, on each face, I- I know that it's the presence of the Lord. Sweet, 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 sweet Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly love. Stay right here, stay right here with us. Filling us with your love. And for these blessings, each blessing will leave our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we know that we have been revived when we shall live this place. I pray that's the prayer that when we leave this place today, we will be more revived, more strengthened to go out and do the right work. Join me, bow your hearts in prayer as we acknowledge the presence of our strengthening Lord. Heavenly Parent, Heavenly Father, we are grateful that you've allowed us this day again. Yes, from all over the universe, we can connect as one as we join with brothers and sisters in other remote areas via this great technology that you've released to us to bring us into oneness of your love. We thank you for everyone here now present and for those on their way we thank you for traveling nurses but we pray lord that you would let your word your truth your love travel from our head to our hearts and unite with our body and unite with our soul that we may become embodiments of what it means to be a true man a true woman strengthening the family and strengthening the community your way i offer these prayers on behalf of all hearts that are seeking a better world, a better community, a better state, a better nation, a better family life. In the blessed name of the Lord, we pray. And those of us who really believe in prayer, that Jesus, the Lord, has answered our prayer, say amen. Amen.
2: Say amen.
1: Really, say amen. <laughs> Thank you. I give amen. You our great host. Bless you, sister. Amen. As we give you back our great host. So honored to be here with Richard Urban. Let's welcome Brother Richard. Back. And where is Stacy? Let me get Stacy. Come on, you need to be introduced. Come, come yes, on. come on
3: up. Stacy.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much for that song and prayer. Really appreciate. it. Okay, our co-host is come making her way up, and uh, then I'll get started with my presentation. Come on up, Stacy. Yes. Yeah. Well, I want to introduce you. You're the co-host. Hi. Hi. Welcome. You want to say anything? Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Okay, hey, Amen. Okay, so I'm going to be doing uh, using a PowerPoint presentation, so I'm going to uh, load that up. Did not let me know. Okay, so I was blessed in marriage by Reverend Sam Young Moon and Mrs. Moon on July 1st, 1982, actually in Madison Square Garden. So that was exciting because there were like 2,074 other couples. So as you see, I've been married 41 years to Stacey. Yay. <laughs> I have two children and two grandchildren. We founded Urban Life Training, which is our you know, nonprofit that deals with absence education in 2002. And we have in classroom absence center education for 3,000 youth in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere. And Urban Life Training Clubs for 300 middle and high school youth. And I'm trained in several relationship intelligence curricula that's my dad and my mom my dad's still alive he's 98 that's my mom Yeah, she's deceased my dad's from paul my mom's from austria uh, that's my grandparents and a couple of the children and my mom my mom and grandma hi mom hi grandma that's my that's our um our daughter and the son-in-law and the two little children chris and victoria Oh. Okay. So here's the premise of the forum. This is what I asked like the each of the speakers to speak on. Um, I mean, not directly, but you know, this is the overall premise. You know, and of course, each of you guys will approach it, you know, in your own uh, angle. To break the generational cycle of outside of wedlock birth, we need a revolution of abstinence-centered education. Parents should present the expectation of sexual abstinence before marriage to their children, regardless of whether or not they abstain themselves. They should think about what is best for their children's future and speak honestly about their own situation. School and community-based programs, such as urban life training, can back up parents in making this revolution. In one generation, this can break the cycle of outside of wedlock births and all of the related personal and societal consequences. So what's going on in Jefferson County Public Schools? There are serious issues with discipline and children not being safe at school. Mary Reagan, a 29 year Blue Ridge Elementary School teacher and member of the Discipline Advisory Committee reported on July 11, 2023 said, I'm here to tell you you are we are losing teachers as well as students. But this is why we've got such a teacher shortage. When you look at some of the things in like say the policy, we really felt like we have to be more consistent. Here are the laws in place. Here's what the consequences are. These principles need to follow them, period. Ms. Reagan also shared that among seven 15 to 21-year-old students from Jefferson, Berkeley, and Morgan counties who are in her 4-H camp discussion class group, quote, every single one of those children in that class, one, every one of those campers in that class said they did not feel safe in their school. It is unacceptable. We have to stop torturing our good children that are in these schools because they're not feeling safe. Enough is enough. We have to stop the behaviors and teach here's what we expect. If you don't, here are these consequences. You have to be held accountable for your actions. So ethical issues in uh, public schools are not being addressed properly. This is from the Spirit of Jefferson November 2nd, 2, 2022, former Jefferson High teacher guilty of having sex with student. A former Jefferson High School health teacher pleaded guilty and was convicted Tuesday of 13 felonies for engaging in multiple sex acts last year with one of his students. Two of the teachers' sex acts with the 17-year-old female student occurred in May 2021 in a storage room and a bathroom at the high school during school hours. Other convicted sexual acts included rendezvous, rendezvous at two homes in Jefferson County. And this is from uh, the June 21st Spirit. Uh-oh, it's a little small. You probably can't read that. Okay. Anyway, I can uh, read it here. Early. It's okay. So a criminal uh, restitution hearing for former Jefferson High School teacher Willie Belmonte uh, Jr., who was convicted in November of having sexual with a 17-year-old student of his, has been posted Phone until at least august hearing was held june 12th in jefferson county circuit court and the parties were given until august 5th to submit response to court the document the document states, belmonte pleaded guilty on november 1st 22 as we just read for 13 of 29 counts including sexual abuse by a person in a position of trust use of obscene matter with intent to seduce a minor and solicitation of a minor via a computer and engaging in an overt act. He was given a sentence where he will serve at least 23 years, nine months to 55 years in prison, and was ordered to complete 50 years of supervised probation upon his release. The maximum punishment was 93 to 235 years in prison and a fine of $165,000. According to the indictment, Belmonte committed the felonies between January 1st and May 28, 2021. He was a 70 year old female victim's health teacher, and some of the acts were committed in the health book room of Jefferson High School while school was in session and while driving his vehicle. According to the assistant prosecuting attorney, Greg Gregory Jones, Belmonte 35, uses knowledge of the girls' individualized education program as a tool to keep her silent about their illicit sexual encounters. Some of the encounters occurred at the school during school hours. And then it talks a little about uh, restitution. So one interesting thing about this is that, so on uh, January 11th, 2021, I was at the Board of Education meeting and um, primarily addressing their abstinence. Uh, they were considering new s- sexual health curricula. And also, I was there to complain about them uh, booting off, uh, what do you say, suspending a couple bus drivers after they went to the January rally. So anyway, Mr. Belmonte, after I gave my comments, he got up and said, and abstinence education doesn't work. And In the interest of time, I didn't include it here, but he said it doesn't work. And according to this document, at that very time, he was already having sex with this girl. So go figure. He got said absence doesn't work and he's having sex with a girl in the school. He should have said something like, hey, you know, I'm committing criminal conduct or something like that. But that's really crazy. So 47 percent of children in West Virginia are born outside of marriage. This is from the West Virginia vital statistics. So you see that it was five percent in 1950, still in 1970, around less than 10 percent. But now it's 47%. So teaching sexual absence for marriage is integrally related to creating a safe and healthy environment for our children. I would say posit that the curve here is very similar to the curve of discipline. You know, as you see the discipline things going off the chart problems, you know, you also see that, um, you know, it's cor- correlated with the outside of wedlock births. And you can see it directly on these slides. These are some slides that are actually from the presentation we use in schools. So you can see that young teens who are sexually active, that's the red bar, pink bar, they're like six times more likely to use alcohol. Some four times more likely to smoke cigarettes. Five times more likely to smoke marijuana. Three times more likely to run away from home. Three and a half times more likely to be arrested eight times more likely to be suspended. It's also very similar for girls. But girls also are more emotionally affected. And you see six times more likely to attempt suicide. So girls who are young girls, teen, young teens who are sexually active, are more likely to be lonely, twice as likely upset, tense. Five times more likely to hurting themselves. And as I said, six times more likely to attempt suicide. So there's there's a disconnect between the breakdown of families and the results of family breakdown. So public discussion of most societal issues should include background information on how these issues are connected to family breakdown. Like if we see something going on, there's a riot or mayhem or even like we just said discipline problems in schools. What should be happening is, you know, we should be saying, yeah, there's all these problems that oh not oh, by the way, but there's 50% of our children are born outside of marriage. So there's like no father in home. Sometimes there's neither parent in the home. They might be living with grandma and grandpa. And there's many statistics showing, you know, in time, time to go over them today, the correlation between the fact like that, if even in a high crime inner city areas, like 90% of the youth, in those homes that are safe, stable two-parent homes, they don't become delinquent. So, so as I just said, we pointed out a steep increase in discipline issues. That's directly correlated with a steep increase in outside wedlock births. Although this is relatively simple to understand, is virtually never discussed. Let's change that dynamic. So our mission at Urban Life Training is Urban Life Training raises youth leaders to develop good character, and to model and teach about the benefits of sexual abstinence in preparation for marriage and successful family formation, we provide directive abstinence-centered health education to a community network of trained parents and community leaders. Urban Life Training chapters carry out the Urban Life Training mission in their local areas. Vision: Every youth from middle school through high school will receive education about the benefits of abstinence, and will have the opportunity to hear from peers who believe in abstinence. Accountability and peer mentoring relationships will be set up between older youth or adults of the same sex who believe in abstinence. Middle school youth will be STAR, that is, students teaching abstinence and responsibility guides for upper elementary. High school youth will be STAR guide mentors for middle school youth. College youth will be STAR guide mentors for high school youth. This will greatly reduce the rate of HIV, STDs, out-of-wedlock births, and heartbreak. So this is a resolution we made about a year ago with the help of several people and was presented at the National School Board's Leadership Conference. Resolution for adoption of character and absence based sexual health education. I suggest all school districts adopt this. And we're, you know, I want to work on that obviously here. Whereas parents are the primary teachers of their children, and whereas virtually all parents want their children to abstain from sexual activity while of school age, and being that the purpose of sexual health education is to help you succeed in life. And whereas premature sex activity is correlated with increased use of alcohol and drugs, poor academic performance, emotional stress, increased risk of suicide, infection with sexually transmitted disease, and unwanted pregnancy, be it hereby resolved by the Jefferson County Board of Education that the primary purpose of all sexual education curricula in Jefferson County will be to teach the benefits of abstaining from all types of sexual activity and physical sexual contact while of school age. Marriage will be presented as an attainable goal and the appropriate and morally acceptable place for sexual activity when we become legal adults, and also as the most beneficial arrangement for the children that may be born to married parents. Since the discussion of same-sex attraction and gender identity is not conducive to these goals, and same-sex attraction cannot be confirmed without physical sexual contact, these topics will not be included in the sexual education curriculum. Further, the prevention of child abuse through affirming each child's agency is an important goal of sexual health education. Therefore, young children will be taught that no one should touch them in the area covered by their bathing suit. Older children will be taught that no one should touch their sexual organs or other body parts in any way inappropriately. Okay, I'd like to add a few scriptural quotes about the importance of sexual absence before marriage. We must accomplish a revolution in educating all people on the value of absolute sexual ethics, that is, on the constitution of heaven, which God has this vertical, with God as this vertical absolute axis. This is the only way to pass on the true good lineage to all humankind. That is the path to achieving God's ideal of true families. From now on, sexual purity, purity of lineage, and purity of love will be the educational philosophy of the true human race. That's from uh, Reverend Sam Moon Peace Message 17. A human being is a body of God who is assuming physical form. Since we are the physical body of God, we we are the external God. God wishes to bestow such a privilege on us. What kind of a being was Satan originally? The devil was actually a servant of God. Yet this scoundrel of a servant seduced the master's daughter, This was a fall. The fall, as recounted in the Bible, describes it as Eve having eaten of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But this fruit was not a literal fruit. The rogue servant seduced his master's daughter. She was supposed to fulfill God's ideal by raising sons and daughters who would inherit his lineage. But the archangel created as a servant seduced the master's daughter. That became the origin of the fall. How in the world can such a thing happen? Heaven and earth ended up this way. If you study the principle, you will generally understand these complex matters. That's from Reverend Samuel Moon. So tomorrow we will have a a unification principle study. I do invite you all. We'll have it here from 1030 to 430. And if if you'd like to attend tomorrow some other time, there's a little card in your packet. You can just drop it in that box and let us know. It's a a clear worldview, which provides a biblically-based worldview with additional insights and understanding. So like I said, you could fill out that yellow card in your packet and drop it back there if you'd like to join us tomorrow or another time. What can we teach in schools that aligns most with this biblical worldview? Absence for marriage and the sanctity of sexual relationships. Notice that the efforts of those opposing God's point of view focus in this area, i.e. transgender agenda, sexualization of younger plus older children, homosexuality, gender confusion and the encouragement of all kinds of sexual exploration. Notice that the breakdown in sexual ethics affects all other areas of societal breakdown, as we've been talking about. So this is from the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System, uh, which is done by you know the federal government. And so in ninth grade, about two in 10 students have had sexual intercourse. It varies by state, but about. In 12th grade, about six in 10 students have had sexual intercourse. So that's obviously extremely concerning. So you send your child to high school and say they enter ninth grade, you know, and maybe one fifth have had sex and they exit. And, you know, it's six in 10. Not good, obviously. So that means... We need to improve that. And absence centered education is certainly, obviously, an integral piece of that. This is a book by George Barna. Some of you might know him. He's a Christian pollster. So um, Barna suggests focusing more on the religious education of youth since the most formative years are from 15 months to 13 years and also teens, young adults. But how and where will this group be reached? I posit that a parallel... Education efforts should be made in the area of teaching sexual abstinence and preparation for marriage and successful family life. The fall of man involves a premature sexual relationship. So I know that might be new to some of you, but anyway, the, if you study the principle, you can get more insight onto that. into that. Like if you join us tomorrow or another time. If we don't understand the root cause, how will we ever be able to solve this problem? I see a movement to teach good sexual ethics as a natural outgrowth of the morals and values of those who embrace biblical principles have. This will also help you to fulfill the success formula of graduate from high school, waiting until marriage, until age 21 to have children, and also getting a full-time job. This campaign to teach good sexual ethics can unify those of many denominations and faiths, something that's sorely lacking in today's world. So I see this as, you know, it's not a particular faith or denomination, not even, you know, it doesn't even have to be only Christianity. It could, You know, all faiths can participate or no faith. This is something that needs to be done. So this is the slide from the um, materials we use of the success formula. Graduate If you graduate from high school, get a full-time job, wait until until 20 years before having children so you don't have poverty, there's a 2% chance that your children will live in poverty, you and your children. But if you follow none of those rules, there's a 74% chance. So you see, this is a huge effect on every aspect of, of course, what's going on in school, but of society. So God must come first. Here's a couple more uh, quotes of scripture. It's difficult to maintain order in the world and protect public prosperity and peace as long as political leaders conduct affairs while ignoring moral and spiritual values. No political power or earthly authority should stand above God and the heavenly law. So, yeah, I I thank you, uh, Jennifer, for, you know, upholding good values in the public square. Okay. Yes. Ideally, the president and representatives in Congress should all have Christian values. They should all pass that test. Does God approve of the separation of religion from politics? Is God only the God of religion? If the Christian nations continue to separate religion from politics, in the future they will face certain doom. Yet even now, it is not too late for a movement to break down the barriers between denominations in order that Christians may speak as one strong voice to the political leadership. Then the world will have a path to a bright future. The United Nations and the United States should be governed with support of people with Christian values. Christians should also be at the forefront of the movement of, for world unity. That's from uh, Reverend Sam Mahmoud. So I see a two-tiered solution to our issues that we've been talking about. One, teach sexual abstinence before marriage and fidelity within marriage to your children. And again, it doesn't matter even if you didn't do that. Every parent wants the best for their children. Maybe have a moment of truth and tell your children that. Create Two, create a movement of marriage as God-centered. So unionstation.love, that's a a matching website that's under construction, uh, where singles who practice sexual abstinence before marriage Or who have returned sex apps for marriage can find a marriage partner. That's one of the projects of urban life training. That's what it looks like, but it's not completed yet. But soon we hope to get like our class up that everybody will take before they like make their profile. And then, you know, we'll uh, are still developing it, but they'll be able to like list themselves on there. So that's a good positive development. Amen. Okay, so about urban life training. So it's a decentralized model. All programs are implemented by local chapters of Urban Life Training. Parental involvement is encouraged. The three parts of the Urban Life Training program, classroom, relationship, intelligence, education, peer counseling, and STAR, students teaching apps and responsibility leadership clubs. So I'm going to play a video now with some testimonies. Hopefully I've said it right so you guys can hear it online too. And I
4: think it's important to be abstinent because there's too many diseases out here and I think that y'all not mentally ready for sex and the responsibilities that occur. And and this is a good program to be in because it teach you about staying abstinent and it promote abstinence, not safe sex, but abstinent means no sex until marriage. I joined this program. Is because in my past, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. And one, telling a with a girl tell you that she's pregnant, man, right now, that's the that's the worst news you can have, man. I had that before, and I was just try and start over. And uh, and when with a girl, if your wife tell you that you're pregnant, that's a good thing to have. But if a if a just a girl that you just did it to tell you that she's pregnant, that don't hurt. It's gonna hurt, man. It's like you want to cry or whatever. (laughs) I ain't good. So it ain't ain't no joke or nothing. It ain't no joke. It's serious. It's serious out here, man. I had experience of that stuff and having babies and like, that ain't cool and AIDS. That's serious and it's scary.
5: When I get married, I can give my whole heart to another
4: person, everything that I have. And there won't be a memory of another person in the past. One more thing I would like to say is that I want to be stay asking to emerge and teach my kids the same thing. Hope they can follow my footsteps and set the example.
6: Like kissing, it doesn't always lead to sex, but the more you get into it, right, kissing will lead to something else, and that will lead to something else. And ultimately, you know, if you let yourself go, it will ultimately lead to sex. And I have found it very valuable that you save everything for one person. Sometimes people have different ways of going about being abstinent, but the way I've done it is, I, I never had a relationship before, and my first kiss I say from my husband. So, and it's so much more meaningful. But I believe that, you know, if you do, if you do get into a relationship, you should really, um, like one of my questions here also, is like, before you start a relationship, should you tell them what you wanted, what you wanted? You want to wait until after marriage to have sex. I think if you do get into a relationship and it and you do kiss or whatever, that it should be clear, like um, up to where you want to go, and then to have that limit there, because otherwise it'll lead. It's it's very clear, you know. It happens all the time. You know,
4: to
3: be parents or you Murray. You you want to finish high school because a lot of times girls who have sex, you know, they. They mind they get messed up, they, they want to
4: commit suicide, they want to do things like that because it's an emotional state that comes along with sex. Sexually pure until I marry. I understand that this commitment includes not only technical virginity, but all other areas of physical or sexual involvement, which I know, and my heart are against my own conscience and well-being. I shall make it my goals to keep my mind and body physically and mentally sexually pure. I will also commit to... Re- to remain totally drug-free, including all forms of alcohol, to tobacco, illicit drugs, and inhalants. They wanna about my goals, but I know it's something they can't say. My life that I want to live, this is my life. My life
6: that I'm trying to live, this is my life. My life that I want to live, you can't stop me, you can't stop me. This is my life, my life that I want to live, this is my life. My I'm trying to live, this is my life My life that I want to live You can't stop me, you can't stop me Some
4: some people go around doing dumb things
6: Just to get a reputation, live all the game But I'm talking, it's not gonna work for me Cause I just want to live my life But some people may
4: think it's silly And I don't really care Because when I reach the top, I'm not gonna stop Cause I know that I want to shine
7: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen and students, and welcome. My name is Leonard Booker, and I am the health and physical education teacher at Stuart Hobson Middle School. My students are involved in the Alter Teen Choice Program. I'm excited about this program, and so are my students. There are two important reasons why I'm excited about this program. First, I think that the founders of the Ultra Teen Choice Program, my students and I are turning a negative peer pressure into a positive peer support and peer counseling. Our older and stronger teens are counseling their peers how and why they should say no to drugs, sex, and unbecoming behavior. Each group is very enthusiastic about the program. Second, the Author Teen Choice Program gives parents and teachers an opportunity to dream of a better life for our young people. We can once again dream of a life for our young people that are free, free to enjoy childhood that is filled with funny and giggly things teens enjoy doing, free from worry about adult things, free from trying to raise a child while they themselves are maturing and discovering themselves and their world, free to dream of that first date, first prom, high school graduation, college, a career, and yes, marriage the whole nine yards, free to be all that they can be. Today's youth are victims of HIV, AIDS, sexually transmitted diseases, sex outside of marriage, tobacco, alcohol, and drug use. Many health experts believe that some of the health problems can be curtailed through education. Thus, the ultra-teen choice programs helps students to be successful by choosing abstinence from sex outside of marriage and abstinence from drugs and alcohol use. Ultra Teen Choice provides a comprehensive program for middle school and high school students. The Ultra Teen Choice program is designed to provide students with knowledge, attitudes, and skills to make healthy, responsible, respectful, and life-enhancing decisions related to human growth and development relationships, alcohol, and other drugs, and also mental health. Instruction is seen as a partnership among parents and guardians, the school, and the community in supporting the learning essential to the development of strong families, positive relationships, and a healthy community. This morning, I have told you about the Alternate Choice Program, a new idea, a new concept, a new commitment to our youth. With your help and support, we can make these dreams a reality. To paraphrase the words of a wise man, alter team choice will be what we make it. Thank you.
1: I think this is, if we can make this program across the board, even as far as trying to uh, have it as part of the curriculum in all DC public schools, It will do tremendous gestures for the students, not only uh, for the benefit of the students, but for the whole community and the school.
0: Okay, hope you enjoyed that. That's our club picture from Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Yay. All right. Wow. I like seeing that myself. (laughs) Yeah, to see how God has worked. Sometimes you got to see how God has worked in your own life. That's a good thing. Um, So we have the Urban Life Training web portal. All presentations, videos, and trainings are available by subscription at urbanlifetraining.org. All local chapters of Urban Life Training will have access to these materials. Chapter fee is $100 per year. Parents can also access these materials for $50 a year, and schools may subscribe for $200 per year. So, yeah, everything's on there. Like, we do do trainings you know at churches or whoever wants them but also everything's on our web portal including the training video and all the materials so you can subscribe and that will you know be beneficial materials for your family or organization or church and you can support this work so action steps create a chapter of urban life training in your local area one that was one two teach urban life training program and start a star leadership club in your local middle or high school. Three, create a public awareness campaign by getting your local board of education to adopt the resolution for character and absence education. A, recruit parents and neighbors to support this effort. So yeah, that's something I'm working on too. Okay, so yeah, that basically concludes my uh, presentation. Um, Yeah, so um, here are some discussion questions I'd like to... um, discuss with you guys. So yeah, I'd like to get some feedback if you can give it. How can we bring more awareness to the connection between all societal issues and the breakdown of the family? Does anybody have a a thought on that?
2: Certainly. Uh, This is Jennifer Krause. I'm a Jefferson County Commissioner. I'm assuming people can hear me. (laughs) Uh, Uh... regarding the issue of the breakdown of the family has been happening for a very very long time Uh, it is a part of the plan that uh, and I hate to be like this but the Democrats plan to bring down the family started I want to say back maybe in the 1950s and 60s with respect to welfare and taking fathers out of the home uh, substituting government for the father and uh that's when you began to have a very real uh breakdown of the family um it's going to be very hard to work against that we try uh we try to set good examples for our families um uh i was not raised in a christian home i was not raised in a in a home with any kind of belief whatsoever um it, 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 christmas was santa claus and easter was the easter bunny and that is just what it was and to me that was normal that that I didn't understand anything other. Uh, I I did grow up. I did uh, uh, get uh, pregnant before I was married. I have a, a beautiful, uh, wonderful 28 year old daughter. As she and her husband live in Florida. Um, but uh, and then her daddy and I were were married after. Uh, I guess she was about maybe two. Uh, so we did try. Uh, we were high school sweethearts and the whole thing. Um, and we, we were married. We had two more children. So we have three children together. Um, and they're, they're all, uh, great kids, uh, young adults. And I'm getting old. But, um, that said, uh, you know, the, the, the breakdown of the family has been happening for a very long time. I, I want to say it's been going on since the beginning of man. Uh, it's it, 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 but government has had an active role in that. I think, I think the 50s, 60s is when they started really getting their mitts in and trying to tear apart the family. And they've, and they've succeeded uh, uh, to, to a great extent. And it's very unfortunate. But I think it's important that we, um, now, of course, as an adult, you know, I've, 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 over time, it's taken a lot of time, but over time I've come to God, I've come to Jesus. I understand things that I've done wrong, and I've been blessed uh, in, in my marriage now with two more children. I have five children total, and uh, they're just, you know, the, 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 all of them, but my, my two little ones, uh, I'm able, my husband and I, to raise in the church uh, uh, understanding values that I did not, I was not raised with. Uh, that now I know and, and can try to do better, that's the, that's the very best thing that I think that we could do is all try to understand what God wants for us and what God wants for our children and our families. I, I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, I it uh, it's always good to have it interactive. Did anyone else want to address that, say anything about the like bringing more awareness to the connection between all societal issues and the breakdown of the family? Marius, okay, you can come up or. Bring the mic, okay, bring it in the mic this
5: mic. okay. I'm expecting a big spiritual revolution. Um, uh, my parents conceived my elder brother before marriage, so I knew they had a relationship before. But my mother was representing the Holy Spirit and it didn't change until she told me a few months before going to heaven, Marius, I want to go to heaven to meet Heavenly Father. I said to my wife to my son, let's pray that it will be on God's time and indeed, it was on God's time, not on my time, not on her time, uh, 2017, 1st January. So now, uh, m- my experience is that we have to mature spiritually. And uh, I'm very really glad that she matured and she connected with spiritual parents, people who know more about the written word who can inspire in spirit and in truth. And this is happening to me since 2001. My wife was uh, saved from the Pentagon on 9-11. I had the moment of realization uh, she could be gone. Or wh- what, what is my life? I had a certitude that I have not finished my uh, my journey to to God, to, to discover more God. And then I make a difference between the white throne judgment and the white throne graduation. We have to come to a white throne graduation. So that is, for me, uh, what happened to me. Uh, you know, I reconciled my in-laws, who are right Irish Catholics, And I made my first trip to Ireland this January. And I had my mother with a Huguenot cross. We were not Huguenots. We were from the Martin Luther Church. And I went to Geneva, where this Huguenot idea was a Calvinist, the predestination. And I believe in the predestination of God is first. God is first. So um, done, uh, this is a hope, you know, for all, right. for all of us. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Okay. So I know we don't want to take that I know I want to be thoughtful of our other speaker's time. So, uh, yeah. Did, did someone else also have a, a comment about that? You want to say something? I have a couple other questions, too, but I want to... Yeah.
1: The first question was really um, um, well put and well answered by both um, brother and sister. Um, I wanna really thank our great sister, Jennifer, for sharing her experience and through the process of growing um, to this um, um, reality that truly um, we need what you are teaching, Urban, from, from the beginning of, of, of our growing so that um, we can be much better and avoid those pitfalls. But I really want to thank you because there are very few persons um, mm-hmm. who say they are you know, in politics that will share truth about their growth. And, and many persons have this facade as if they've always been so so right all the time. So you must listen now So I, I think that's very important that um, we... Not everybody's a public figure in a sense because somebody's watching you. Somebody's looking, your children are watching you. And how we become really authentic to one another. Yes, I, I've not always been like this of this good, but look at where I am now. You too, you can do it. I think that's a very good um, um leadership um role that you are leading us in. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. Okay.
0: Thank thank you. Thanks for for, for um sharing that. So, yeah, another thought is the urban life training model of teaching absence, and I'm going to wind up in about five minutes, because I want to respect the time. Urban life training model of teaching absence center education in schools is is decentralized and relies on volunteer or paid staff that work for local chapters of urban life training. Do you have any comments or opinions about this model? I guess what I'm saying is, what do you think that's, uh, I mean, I know it's doable because we've done it, but as far as making it expand, like getting it out more, do you have any thoughts on it, anyone? Okay, all right, okay, yeah.
2: Thank you, all right. Uh, re- regarding getting this in the schools, um, if you're talking about public schools, uh, you're you're, I think you probably already know that that's pretty difficult in some places. Uh, you have to have a lot of buy-in and the people that are being elected to our school board, uh, are, I think that a lot of people don't pay attention when it comes time to vote for those people. You have to know who you're voting for. And, um, I think not to go too far off the path here, but making sure that our elections involve putting these um, uh, uh, candidates for Board of Education on a general election ballot would be so much better because a lot more people come out to vote during those elections and more people pay attention during those elections. A lot of this is on the voter. And you, you um, I uh, spent a lot of my young adult life as a parent Assuming that people on the Board of Education have my children's best interest at heart and they do not. They are working from an agenda that they had, this is, they've been playing the long game for a long time. And they have had their eye on that ball for a long, long time. They were looking at my children before my children were even in existence. And the, I came to realize they, they don't care about my children. They care about their agenda and their agenda does not include Teaching abstinence. It does not. So you this know, is hard. What,
3: what I you is that idea, you yes. So this question you saying, I are mean,
1: we just do this uh, on at volunteer. This, so sponsor? Sponsor? Yeah.
2: We do, but you have to have people in the school yeah. uh, that will encourage this yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That's the hard that's the hard part is finding that. Yeah. And that's why it's important to know who you vote for. Yeah.
0: So I do want to say, I think, okay, yeah. so yeah, we're coming near to the end of my part, but I do want to say, so we have been working in schools, um, have, have worked in Jefferson County, but in D.C. especially and other areas around D.C., and I've been out here seven years, in case anyone wants to know, here in West Virginia. So anyway, um, the point is that, so we would work with principals that were interested, and there are interested principals, so some principals will say no. But so, yes, I mean, I do recommend the, the resolution. But in fact, of the matter is the Board of Education, even if they decided they like this. Great. And then what? Well, nothing. Who's going to teach it unless, you know, the teachers have to teach. So our model is coming as a third party and providing it. And actually, we're providing no charge. I mean, occasionally people paid. But the point is to get it out. So I think we can find that Um my challenge in the past has been, you know, finding enough parents or people. I guess a flip side is if you have it funded, you'll hire the people. But so you know, but we've worked a lot on volunteer with some funding. So I would say, I guess I found that not, I guess not enough parents are aware. Like I'm still promoting. Like of course, here we are, you know, in our neighborhood. So I, um, I guess it's kind of a a little bit of a rhetorical question there. But yeah, we need it. But who's willing to step out and bring it to their local school? How about, you know, a church? A, a, not in, you know, there's, that's okay. It's a secular our program, by the way, is secular. We do have faith-based materials. But the program itself is secular. So, or how about the Kiwanis or anybody? Hey, how about sponsoring a chapter? How about becoming a chapter? So that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right. So we're almost out of time here. Do you agree that only a revolution in absence education will turn around the decline of two-parent families? Or if you don't b- think that's true, what would you propose? So what do, what do you think? See, in my mind, it's not like uh, one of a lot of options, like, oh, yeah, we could do this, we could do that. I don't see any other way. How If the curve keeps going up, which it does, for out-of-wedlock birth, and it goes higher and higher and higher, and society is falling apart, If we don't teach absence and marriage, what other teaching is there? So I'm kind of, I guess, you know, saying that. But I mean, certainly everyone's welcome to disagree, but I don't see how else we can break that cycle. You know, I mean, yes, you can do things with law enforcement and that, but we know that's not the cause. That's way down the road. That doesn't solve anything. I mean, you know what I mean, at the root. So, babe, anyway, if anybody has a thought or comment on that.
3: You brought up a, uh, a wonderful point, is that how do we break the cycle? So, the fact of the matter is, is that we have more um, families that are broken and without faith, without giving your heart, your mind, your body, and everything to to your faith, you can't have a successful marriage. And when you don't have a two, two husband and wife raising children together, those children don't know how to function in life. So even when you have families that are together um, and the husband and wife don't stand unified, your children are going to have um, mixed, con- exactly, conflict um so it's important that in order to maintain your family structure that you have to maintain a a unified wall i I guess is how my husband and i we we describe it we are the wall and you will not break us you will not you well exactly and you know so child A can't go to dad and then be like, well, daddy says, and I'm like, really? Did daddy really say that? Um, Or, you know, we, you have to, there's no unity. And I know that your family has that. Um, we do. Well, yes. Daddy used to, yeah. And, and I'm on my second marriage as well. And it's completely different. My husband and I, we work together. Um It's, It's funny, we have a woman who comes to our house and she says, I love coming to your house. You and your husband, we love to cook. And we're there and we're in the kitchen and we, she said, it's like a beautiful symphony. There's no words, you're just together working. And that is what we need. We need husbands and wives working together, teaching their children that premarital sex is, it's, it's not, it, it, it adds too much to what's on a child's plate. So if you are going to attend school, you have to learn, you have to do ABCDE, you cannot compete with having to have a sexual relationship because then your emotions get involved and you're no longer able to learn. And that's how we've raised our children, and so far we're we're, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> Although I have to say, I have a 32 year old, and I have no grandchildren, so there's that. <laughs> but to close it, to to end the cycle is is to maintain families
0: stronger. Hey, Amen. Thank something? you, Barbara. And um, oh, Lila has a question. Okay. Okay, you can I, unmute I just want to add
8: to that comment that um, one sister was saying, uh, I always felt like there's a lot of problems in the world, but I always I always tell my husband that I can only do what is in my responsibility. and um, like for example, I the abstinence, right we all I have six kids, and so I decided to we decided to homeschool our kids. And so, hopefully, that through that, you know, I can influence others by the result that I, hopefully we can result, uh, we can produce a better result and encourage others to do the same. And she was talking about husband and wife relationship. And I think that is really the core of a lot of things. And through that, if our kids are inspired, then they would want to do the same, you know. And so, yeah, I, I felt like I can only do what can I do in my in my reach, and I always started with my kids, and from there, hopefully
0: we can expand. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody online, and Lila, thank you, and here.